brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. First up, we have MP student Madeline Scott interviewing the head basketball coach, Greg Nix. So what inspired you to start coaching? Um, my dad was a high school basketball coach and my mother was a first grade school teacher. And uh, so being educators was already in my family. My grandmother was a elementary school teacher for 42 years. And so I just always wanted to be a high school basketball coach. So I'm, I'm literally fulfilling my dream. How long have you been coaching? Um, 34 years, 34 years uh, in education and, uh, you know, coaching. Um, I coached two years when I was in college, so really 36 in all, and um, teaching for 34. That's pretty cool. I didn't know you had, yeah. like, coaching for that long. Yeah, That's I mean, in, in uh, college, uh, I had decided, you know, what I was – I mean, I, I decided what I was already going to do while I was in high school. And then when I got into college, my dad didn't have an assistant basketball coach, so um, I I moved home and helped him and drove to Jacksonville State, which was an hour away, and took my classes and then went home. Got ready for basketball practice in the evening and uh, in the afternoon and practiced basketball and uh, coached his uh, JV and uh, eighth grade team and he coached the ninth grade team and, and was the varsity coach. So oh, got, a, got a little education there to start with. That's fun. Yeah. What would you say is the most challenging thing about coaching boys? Um, I, I think one of the challenging thing about boys is that they see they watch a lot of basketball on tv uh, especially the nba and uh then they want to sometimes do the ooh and the ah moves <laughs> instead of just doing the fundamental moves and uh sometimes sometimes uh, they don't always work as hard as I'd like for them to and so that becomes challenging I got to find ways to motivate them whether it's whether it's a uh, sweet sensitive side or it has to be tough love. So there's lots of challenges. Either and way. speaking of colleges, where did you go to college and what did you major in? Well, I started uh, at Sneed State Junior College um, in Boaz, Alabama. And then I went to um, Jacksonville State University to, for the last two years. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Which one was your favorite? Well, uh, Sneed was nice because you could go home and get mama's cooking. And, but also, mm -hmm. I got grandmother's cooking. I got mama's cooking uh, at Jacksonville State because she lived in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I even uh, we even became roommates my, my last year, uh, or second to last year, in college before I moved home. Uh, I decided I'd live in the dorm. Mistake. Didn't like it. And so, I moved in with her. Aww. And so we were roommates my my last uh, couple of years in college. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. That's fun. Yep. 
So with last year, you had a lot of really good seniors who graduated. So how are you filling those holes of last year's seniors with this year's upcoming freshmen or even underclassmen? Well, we, we're going we're gonna to be younger than what we usually have been. Uh, when I first got here, uh, first three years, we had a freshman on the varsity um, every year. First three years I was here. And then that turned into... Uh, for the most part, we might have a 10th grader, a sophomore. And uh, the last couple of years, we've been mostly fresh, uh, juniors and seniors. And then this year, we're going to, we are what I believe is a, is a, is a rebuilding stage. And um, so uh, we're going to be young. And uh, uh, COVID hadn't helped anything not being able to work with them for six months. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm constantly reminded that everybody else, all the other teams that we're gonna play is in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be young. We're not gonna be very experienced. We do have, uh, we've got three returning seniors, I believe, that have varsity experience. And uh, the, the guys that are moving up, uh, had a had a good winning season last year as a, as a junior varsity, and uh, so there will be challenges ahead. There's going to be uh, difficulties ahead, but it's uh, it's not how you start, it's it's how you finish. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a cliche, but it's pretty much true every basketball season. Yeah. And so um, I'm hoping that um, we'll we'll have a good togetherness. We'll have a good toughness. And that um, you know, together we'll we'll find a way to be competitive, and then maybe at the end of the season we can be in the in the best and top four mm -hmm. in the region. Yeah, that's speaking of uh, being top in the region. This year we're in a new classification and a new region. So how is that changing? You know, the style of the team, or maybe even your coaching style. Well, it doesn't change how we're going to play, um, although. Um, I have asked our players uh, to be more conscious about rebounding and more conscious about defensive position, and that falls on me too to to teach them and to and to to have drills daily and and constant reminders and uh, about what we're trying to achieve. And so um, we're gonna we're gonna to be to be so young. We're gonna have to pay attention to more detail. I've got to be better prepared so I can prepare our our players. Uh, that means watching more film, uh, getting scouting reports, and and um, you know I like to I like to coach and practice and go and do what we practice in the games. But it it might help if we have a trick or two up our sleeve from time to time. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what we're gonna we're gonna try to be better prepared. And uh, so I think this group, they've, they've got a good chance. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. What team would you say in this new region or even at classification are you on the lookout for the most that we're playing this well, season? Well, in, in our region, um, Upson Lee, um, America Sumter, and Central uh, have been 3A traditional powers in the last – several years mm -hmm. um and so to have th those three type schools in the region makes it tough 
you know, Peach County's got several players back from, from their winning season last year. Um, so I think our region is going to be really competitive, and it might be the best region in 3A in the state of Georgia. Do you think this new region will be more tough than our 4A region that we were in last year? Yes, I do. I really do. I think it is because, you know, we have traditional powers in there. Mm-hmm. Um, America Sumter was 29-0 and last year before they got beat in the Elite Eight. Uh, America's, I mean, uh, Upson Lee went to the Elite Eight, um, you know, went had a deep run again. So Central, uh, they were either Elite Eight or Final Four. So um, they believe they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. So we've got, we've got to roll our sleeves up and go to work so that we can compete. And then begin, because you got to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, this season has already looked a little different. You know, you've said with COVID and stuff, but football season has also been pushed back later. So that has taken away some of your guys as well. So how are you anticipating those players coming or will your practices change? Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, we, we, we're going to already probably, you know, we're going to have a scrimmage with eight or nine players uh, that uh, eight of them are, are varsity uh, for sure. And and so I'm anticipating three or four um, players coming from football. So once once the football season's over and we get all our players on the, from the varsity and the, the JV and the ninth grade, it's like starting the season all over again mm-hmm. while the season is going on. And that's not easy. It is not easy because and, – and so the, that makes it to where, I mean, what are you going to work on? Are you going to prepare for your opponent? Are you going to just work on fundamentals, uh, work on your system, and um, hope for the best? And so we're going we're gonna to work hard fundamentally. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna really preach and teach our system. And then uh, me, Coach Knowlton, and Coach Chambers are going to be do our best to prepare. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, I like to have two-hour practices and then and then let let our players go. We, we might have we might have we might not practice for two and a half or three hours, but we're going to practice and prepare. Mm-hmm. So it's a big commitment. I mean, it's going to be. Uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be competitive, and we gotta be ready. And um, just for your last question, tell us a little bit about what a normal practice usually looks like. <clears throat> well, uh, a, a normal practice, um, I have a three by five card every day. Uh, the players would swear, would wonder, they wonder sometimes why I have a card because it seems like it's the same drills at the same time <laughs> every day. But I do mix it up a little bit, and so um, we always try to start off with something that's, that's intense and to kind of get us get us in an intense frame of mind. And then we, uh, whether it be offensively or defensively, it's usually offensive with a with a big passing drill with layups. And then we um, we dribble, pass, and shoot every day for long periods of time. And then we work on our our half court man and zone offenses and our 
our full court presses and our fast break. And so, you know, I, I, I just, I want us to be well-rounded. I, I, mm-hmm. I might get accused at times of being more offensively minded, which I probably have been, but uh, we, we have got to play better defense and we have got to rebound uh, this year. And that's, that's going to kind of be our, our, our motto about uh, defense and rebounding. Mm-hmm. Well, we're wishing you guys the best of luck this season. Well, thank you. Thank you, Coach Nix. All right, thanks. Hello, my name is Dante Oliveri. Today I'm joined by Tyler Norsworthy. Hey, it's me. Now I'm going to ask you a couple questions about wrestling. First off, why did you join wrestling? Um, me and my dad, uh, I grew up with my dad watching UFC, and I just always kind of dreamed of the dream of having a sport in high school. You know, in middle school, we, I, didn't know, I didn't know we had a wrestling team in middle school. And if I, if I knew, I probably would have joined. But um, I always thought it would be cool to have a sport like that in high school. So once my dad told me about it, I, I just took a shot. Now, do you remember your first pin? Oh yeah, it was a it was a home match. Um, can't remember what school it was, but I remember exactly what the feeling was right before that match. My adrenaline was so high, and there is no other feeling like that. And that is what that's that's when I got hooked to the sport. Now, would you say your favorite part about wrestling is? Just I don't know. I just like being. I love being physical. I've always loved being physical. Like from the moment I was a tiny little kid, I would wrestle with my cousin all the time. And not only that, though, but you, you, you grow into a family, like a brotherhood. You love one another. You share your love, you know, beyond the sport. I mean, and be, it, like once we get out of that sport, we'll probably share the same brotherhood till the day we die. Now, what would you say to the kids that are on the fence about joining? Um, um, I would just say look into it, you know, because like you, you want to like if you want to go in being good, you might want to practice before you join. Because, I mean, if if I could go back, I would have started in middle school. Because I never I never knew we had a team. But if I could go back and do one thing, I would have started in middle school. All right. Well, that's all the questions I got for you. Thank you for coming and talk to me. Oh yes. Definitely. Hello, my name is Dante Oliveri. Today I'm joined by Coach Hamlin. How you doing, Dante? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Not bad. So today we just want to you know have the listeners learn a little bit more about the wrestling program. So we're going to ask you a couple questions. First off, how's the team looking this season? Uh, looking looking good. Uh, we have a lot of returning wrestlers from last year's program. Um, we uh, I think it's every everybody's returning from last year's team except for one senior that we had last year, Travis Webb. So, um, what would you say your favorite part about coaching wrestling is? I think it's just the the entire sport and how much I as a coach have the opportunity to guide these young men and hopefully, yes, have success on the, on the mat, but have success in life as well. What would you say your favorite drill to run with the wrestlers is? There's a couple of warm-up games that we like to do uh, called laces, just a little, um, this little conditioning drill that we set up that uh, allows the wrestlers to try to grab the laces of the uh, – of the group or the the team that's out there and it's basically a last a last man standing sort of game so if you if you get tagged out then then you're out do you have any goals for the season yes uh 
first and foremost, our our first goal, excuse me, uh, is to win area as a team. I think this year we're able to solidify a um, an entire roster. In the past, we've had to uh, forfeit weight classes, and it's hurt because um, you you lose points for those forfeits unless there's a double forfeit and the other team's doing the same thing, so that it, it evens out that way. But in the past, we've had to forfeit some weight classes and not had the opportunity to compete with the other the uh, with the other team. So our first goal this year is to uh, place at area. How would you say the MP wrestling team has changed over the years? Well, it's a young program. Um, this is our sixth year competing. Um, and within the six years that, that, that I've been here and started the program, we've, we've done some good things individually. We've had, uh, we've had multiple state qualifiers in the state tournament as an individual. We had our first state placer uh, about three years ago. And, uh, you know, we're, we're young and we're up and coming. Uh, this year, like my, like our goal is to place it area as a team. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to have our team qualify for the state dual tournament. Um, and I think we have a good opportunity to do that this year. Uh, returning wrestlers from last year, only lost one senior. Uh, got a good feeling about it. So if you could say something to the students who are on the fence about joining wrestling, what would you say? Well, if you're if you're looking for a sport that is uh, high conditioning, um, a disciplined sport, a sport that is high character, a sport that can translate to other sports that can help you uh, in other sports uh, that you that you do, it's just that type of, of sport where it, where it helps you completely, and it also. I mean, we're like a family, I would say. You know, the the guys, they bond. They're on the mat with each other, you know, majority of the time. And it's, it's almost like they're your brother. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a good family atmosphere. Well, that's all the questions I got for you today. Thank you for coming and talking to me. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Dante. And hopefully, uh, again, we can bring home a place – uh, at area duels and make it to a state tournament this year as a team and uh, go Matt Dogs. Go Matt Dogs. To end today's segment, we have MP student Sebastian Mascus interviewing Mr. Roger Onstott, the facilities and maintenance coordinator for Monroe County Schools. What are your job responsibilities for MC Schools? Uh, Basically, I'm involved both directly and indirectly with anything that's on the Board of Education property. From schools, athletic facilities, parking lots, grounds, new construction, renovation, long-term planning, custodial, supply inventories. And when you work in a small school district, you have to wear a lot of different hats. And um, it's important to develop relationships with people within the system and outside. And uh, our role is a support function. And so you have to remember that you're here to support the students and the staff. And we try to provide a safe, comfortable, and clean environment for everyone in the district. Uh, what is your background like within our like MC and all that stuff? Well, 
I graduated from Valley High School and I earned a BBA from Georgia Southern in 1984. And I've spent about 15 years working in manufacturing environment in, in the textile industries. And I, I work for companies like Milken and Shaw and Bib Yarns on the carpet yarn side. Uh, I worked for Trio Manufacturing, which was a small little car, uh, cotton manufacturer here at Versailles. Um, and I also worked for in corporate purchasing for the bib company for eight years. Um, so in 2009, I, I was ready for a career change and um, I had always been interested in education and my mother was a high school business teacher and uh, my wife's an elementary school teacher here in the system. And most of my friends were in teaching and coaching and uh, it's just something that I was always interested in. So. Uh, I took a job out of Katie Sutton Elementary as the head custodian out there. And um, I really enjoyed my time there. But I found out really quick that, that, that the teaching end of it wasn't for me. I love the kids. I love being around them. I liked being part of the school. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. And after about three or four years there, I was afforded this opportunity to come work in this capacity uh, with the school system. So it was something I was familiar with and something I felt I could do uh, a really good job with and, and I've, I've enjoyed it ever since. What is the best part of working for MC Schools? Uh, the people, absolutely. Um, their commitment to the students of Monroe County. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to go in, in all the schools, you know, every day just about. And I get to see that in, in teaching and learning, but, but not only there in the classroom, you know, if, when you start looking around, you see it in, in the custodians, in the lunchroom people, in the tech support folks. I mean, everybody is geared to, to support kids in, in you know, what they want to do and, and, and towards graduation. That's, so when they graduate, everybody, you know, it's kind of a shared goal. When you see kids walk across the state or across the field, you, know, you feel like you played a part in it, as, you know, just like the teacher in the classroom. And um, that's to see the people, everyone's commitment on that level is what makes it an enjoyable job. Uh, what is the typical day like for you? Okay. There's no such a thing as a typical day for me. Um, I'm basically on call seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You know, my day may just as well start at, at 3 a.m. when a burglar alarm goes off in a school and, you know, someone's got to go respond. Um, and I find myself in that role all the time. Um, I've actually spent an entire night in the middle school when uh, the boiler went out and we had to have diesel heaters brought in and set up at the end of all the hallways. And so I spent the entire night there. Um, we got the boiler fixed the next day, but I went on got uh took a shower came back and and, and went right back to work um you know it's during the summer we'll we'll work 50 or 60 hours a week depending on the type of construction projects that we have going on so for me it, it's 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 enjoyable that it's not the same routine every day but it's also the challenge too that you never know what's going to hit you when you walk through the door how has the current pandemic affected your responsibilities I think the hardest part of that is trying to prepare for the unknown. Um, in the very beginning, you know, you were getting so much mixed information, um, you know, because everybody's dealing it from the same, you know, nobody knows when, when the doctors can't tell you when, 
you know, the, the medical experts, they really can't tell you how to protect yourself or how to protect others. Um, you know, you're, you're working in the dark. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember, I mean, you, toilet paper's in short, short supply. Yeah. Uh, you can't even get some, something as simple as Clorox to yeah, disinfect crazy. with and or Lysol or just wipes, any of that kind of stuff. So how are you going to run an entire school system without paper towels and soap and, and hand sanitizer? I mean, it, it's, it, those are the kind of things that you go, um, everybody wants to have school, but you know, you tried to, to, to get these supplies to put in the new, new procedures and protocols for everything that needs to take place to keep everybody safe. Um, it, it just really, I mean, it, it impacted every part of the, of, of the system. And um, we're fortunate that, that we had some good suppliers that, that were able to get us some substitutes and uh, we could still keep going. Plus, having a huge supply of toilet paper never hurts. Can you tell us a little bit about how construction projects are managed, specifically with the upcoming middle school expansion? In general, when possible, we try to manage our own construction projects. Um, we're very fortunate to have Todd Rivers, who uh, he holds a, a general contractor's license, and uh, he's on our staff. And Mr. Rivers, actually, he managed the renovation at Mary Persons High School both years of, of that. It was a two-stage project. He also managed the construction of the Ag Science Center uh, out in front of uh, T.G. Scott. Um, so we're fortunate that, to have somebody like that on staff. Uh, there's a huge amount of savings when we can do things internally. Um, but in the case of, let's say, the expansion out at the middle school, uh, for things like that, we, we basically, we work through an architect. And along with that architect, he helps us basically develop a, um, a rubric for the selection of a construction manager. And what we do is we advertise for proposals. When those proposals come in, we score them based on that rubric. And then we can make a recommendation to the Board of Education for approval. And then once they approve, then uh, we could start putting things together and, and put a timeline for the construction process and, and move forward. Right now, we're slated to start uh, basically January 1st. Uh, they'll already, you know, in December, they'll be mobilizing supplies, materials uh, to the back of the school. Uh, they'll start laying out where they're going to begin, um, taking over some parking lots on those areas where the expansion is going to take place. I'll actually work through Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, you know, while they're doing interior work, getting ready to begin so that, that there's the least amount of disruption to uh, learning. So um, that's basically how, how projects are managed. That sounds like a lot of work. It, there's a lot of planning, but, you know, there's a lot of people involved in, in all these decisions. You know, it's not just me uh, by any stretch. I've become more the person trying to get it all pulled together. But, you know, the direction comes from the Board of Education, the superintendent, and, you know, the input from principals and what the needs are. And, and really, the, the big thing that everybody does is they put the needs of the students first. And, you know, that, that's your primary business is educating students. And anything that, that 
promotes that, that's that's what you that's what you need to do. And we're really fortunate to have a great group of people uh, leading this system. And uh, and it just shows. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.